T-minus 10, 9. You're listening to the Launchpad Podcast with J-Man. Brought to you by Galant Media. Here's your host, J-Man. And thank you once again for having it locked right here to the Launchpad Podcast. I would be your host, J-Man. And it's going to be yet another solo edition, which I'm incredibly excited about because it gives me an opportunity to sit down and just have a one-on-one conversation with you, speak my truth, uninterrupted. So episode seven is going to be called Death of a Salesman, and that has no tie-in to the 1949 play written by American playwright Arthur Miller. No, 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 no. It's a clever play on words. And before I get into the real nitty-gritty with this podcast, it's going to deal with a sensitive topic, which would be death. And death is something that a lot of us don't want to face. In reality, the closer you can come in touch with your mortality, the richer a life you can live. When you realize that yesterday doesn't exist, (laughs) if you can think of life as being a piece of string, and we don't know how long it is, and with every passing moment, that piece of string is burning away, That really makes you think. I hope it makes you think. And so I want to have a conversation with you today in regards to how death has impacted my life and how death has impacted my business. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening to this podcast or whatever it is that you do in life, death is going to happen. And so how do we move forward through something that is inevitable and obviously so painful? I'm going to start with a Words of Wisdom Wednesday that I did many years ago about a lady named Miss Cook. And I did these Words of Wisdom Wednesdays for many, many years. It was just part of the value that I wanted to add to the listener. And so it's all about kindness, caring, compassion, perspective, all that kind of stuff, empathy. And I just want you to have a quick little listen of this beautiful Words of Wisdom Wednesday about an even more beautiful human being. In a previous Words of Wisdom that I've done, which you have not heard, I give thanks to a lady named Miss Cook. I'll play some of those words now. To Miss Cook for her years of waking me up with rise and shines and don't let the bed bugs bite. She actually said that kind of stuff. (laughs) She's one of the most wholesome, genuine people one could ever care to meet. And even when I wasn't being a good little boy, you were always a wonderful woman, and I was blessed by your patience. Nice endorsement, huh? But now what I want to do is tell you firsthand about her. The other day I was in my old neighborhood, the one I grew up in. My old stomping grounds where Miss Cook and her husband Rod still live. My mother has told me how much Carol doesn't like spontaneous visitors, but I wanted to take advantage of the moment because they're fleeting. And this one was not about to pass me by. I rang the doorbell a few times and Rod came to the door with his 12 gauge. Just kidding. (laughs) Instead, he greeted me at the door and I apologize for stopping in unannounced. His smile was more than enough to let me know that I was always welcomed in their household. Rod is the ultimate nice guy. I remember when I was a kid, he spent countless hours trying to teach me and his nephews how to play backgammon. How old school is that? Rod then offered me a beer, and of course, I accepted. Then we had a nice chat. We caught up on about five years and ten minutes, and then Miss Cook came down. She wanted to look presentable, which she always does. Just thinking about seeing Carol makes me fill up with gratitude, love, and admiration. She has that effect on men. I believe she's been married to Rod well over 50 years now. 
The three of us continued to talk for a few minutes, and soon after, I had to leave. We all got down to the door, and I was putting my shoes on, and when I was done, I gave them a big smile and proceeded to say something along these lines of thank you for everything you have done to help me become the man that I am today. I am filled with gratitude to be able to stand in your house and tell you how much I love you two guys and how I was blessed to have them to be a part of my life. Followed it with a quick hug, which was returned with great love. This isn't so much a words of wisdom as it is me wanting to share with you the importance of love in my life. And not just to love, but to express love and let the people you love know it. In this case, I waited far too long for just the right time, but I was given the good fortune of being able to follow through with my heart's request. To sum up these words, take the time to visit your Carol and Rod and let them know that you love them very much. So that was my tribute to Carol. And Carol... She is going to be greatly missed. I found out just about two days ago that she passed away two weeks ago. Truly an angel on earth now returned to the heavens. And I went to visit Rod, the husband, and I wasn't sure if he was going to come to the door when I went to go visit him. Thank God he did. And for someone that just lost his wife of 60 plus years, man, was he ever together. He spent some time sharing some fond memories. He shared a little bit of his time crying in front of me and apologizing religiously, (laughs) which was ridiculous because he still sees himself as a sailor back in the 40s and 50s. And he says, sailors don't cry. And he says, "Ah, you know, I'm almost I'm almost done with my tears. And it's been two weeks. And that really speaks to Rod's mindset. That doesn't mean he's delusional. I didn't sit there and tell him that it was much more difficult when I lost people to move past it in two weeks. In his mind, his thought patterns, he wants to get to a point to where he can celebrate the six decades that they spent together, the incredible memories that they made. Not to mention he has three children that are still around, grandchildren, nieces and nephews, and all that kind of stuff. His mindset is strong. He is not letting his thoughts overwhelm him. He wants to get them under control. And that is what I really want to focus on in regards to today's podcast. I'm going to share a story from personal experience. About five years ago, there was a girl that I was dating that passed away. And she passed away out of nowhere. She had some strange blood condition that the doctors weren't aware of. And she basically went into a diabetic coma. And because she lived alone, there was no one there to identify that there was a problem. It was tragic. And I had not dealt with that type of loss before. Like a romantic loss where there was a person that I knew, I loved, I cared about. There was a romantic relationship, and now that is something that had been taken away from me. Now, just to jump off topic for a little bit, there was a lady that used to live across the street from me who got me on to drinking gin and tonics. When I first drank gin and tonics, I always added more tonic to the gin. I really didn't like the taste. <laughs> but now, remember that. When, when I lost Christina... I started drinking in the mornings. Well, afternoons, because I didn't wake up in the mornings. I would wake up in the afternoon, and I would have a gin and tonic, and then I'd watch a little bit of baseball, and then sometimes I'd pass out a little bit. I'd fall asleep, and then I'd wake up, and I'd probably have another gin and tonic. 
and then have a bite to eat. And then I'd stay up till about four o'clock in the morning. And I would just repeat that cycle for quite some time. Back in those days, I was making residuals through my MLM, multi-level marketing. And so I got away with that for quite some time. The benefits of being self-employed, right? Anyways, by the time I was done drinking those gin and tonics and feeling sorry for myself, if I were to have you in the room right now with a gin and tonic that I made, you would smell the pine from 15 feet away. That's how much I drank. My mindset was poor. So, yeah, I can be upset. I can be sad. I can be devastated. But there is a difference in between being controlled by your emotions and feeling your emotions. There's a difference in between having thoughts and disregarding them and taking your thoughts and making them reality when in reality they don't exist. So I can have a sad day and I can mourn Christina and I could wish that she was back and all those things and that's natural So if I'm going to have any thoughts, why not take control of them and think about all the amazing things that we did? The fact that the reason I'm mourning as strongly as I do is because I cared about somebody that much. All the life lessons that she gave me that I now have perspective on is because I've changed my thought pattern. But it's very hard to do when you're in that moment. It almost destroyed my business. In fact, it did destroy my business because <laughs> it was a couple of months down the road where I saw, you know, paychecks of three to five thousand go down to three to five hundred. And I was in a lot of trouble because my business was connecting with people. So not only did I stop connecting with people, I still didn't feel strong enough to want to go out there and talk with people to rebuild my business. Anyone from MLM or any type of business, whether it be traditional, you know what happens when you know you take your foot off the gas pedal and that momentum stops and you have to start pushing the bus again. You got to get the car in motion. It's awful. Then sales are coming from a bad place. It's because now I need the money opposed to letting things organically happen. It was just awful. The whole thing was absolutely awful. And all I had to do was just change my thought pattern, which had become incredibly toxic. And it was just, poor me, I can't do this, I can't do that, whatever it may be. I decided to tell myself a negative story, opposed to taking something that, yes, is awful, and finding the silver lining. And I'm not saying it's always easy. Sometimes what you have to do is that you have to get that silver marker and you have to hold it with two hands and you have to draw it around the cloud yourself and your hands will shake. But it's what you need to do. And can you imagine if you could find your composure in that type of situation? The rest of life should seem pretty easy. Like what else could stress you? What else could really shake your mindset if That can't anymore. And then there was my mom's passing. I was devastated. I was absolutely devastated. But my mindset was better. I had worked on my mindset. I had worked on my thoughts. And I was able to get through it. During that time, let me actually rewind a little bit. My mother's funeral, August 29th, was also my birthday and was also the first day on air when I went back to radio after about five years. 
Now, yes, I was a little bit on autopilot without question. But I, I literally left my mother's funeral at the Met Church. So if you're in the Ottawa area, you know that's near the Hunt Club Bridge and all that kind of stuff, just for reference. And then I went across the Hunt Club Bridge about 20 minutes before my show. And then I went on air for four hours. And I did that for three months straight before I was allowed to take a break. Obviously, I had to have some type of mindset to get that kind of thing done. And let's just scoot forward a little bit after that. I ended up starting uh, another MLM, multi-level marketing business. And within one year, had one of the largest teams in, in North America. I was one of five or six people to hit one of the company's top ranks at the time. Brought a team of 35 people to Las Vegas for the launch of the company and built leadership within our team. Had some of the most incredible experiences of my entire life. And I made sure to take my mom with me. I had her ashes in like a little a little baggie. And everywhere that I go uh, with, with my company, anywhere that I go just period now when it comes to travel, I take a piece of my mom with me. And that's part of keeping a healthy mindset. That yes, she's gone. But I can decide, like my thoughts are whatever I want to make them, that she's dead and gone and she has no impact on my life and I'm just going to be a sad soul or that I can believe that my mother is looking down on me and that when I sprinkle some of her ashes into an ocean, she smiles. That my mom's looking down on me and she's so happy that I'm finally doing this podcast and I'm trying to build on her legacy that she left behind. Oftentimes, our thoughts they get away from us. We snowball think. And there's a whole bunch of situations and scenarios that have happened that are stressing you out that will never be realized. It's all just happening in your head. Scientists don't even know what thoughts are. They're in your control. You are in command of your thoughts. And when you have something negative pop into your brain, and you will just disregard it as being a thought that doesn't serve you and think about something that makes you happy and get back to that level of contentment to where life is just happening. We create the stress in our lives by perpetuating negative thought patterns. And I wouldn't lie to you. I would not lie to you about this. <laughs> and here, here's even an example of how on occasion we even freak ourselves out with negative thought patterns in regards to just thinking positive. Got to think positive thoughts. And if you think that you've absolutely missed the boat, it's not about having positive thoughts all the time. It's about being able to disregard the negative thoughts that sometimes you have because they're not real and using the ones that serve you. You can change your brain just like you train your body. So I'll use the example of being in the physique competitions that I used to be in back in the day. That didn't just happen by itself. I didn't let life just happen around me and all of a sudden I had this big bulging sexy fucking body. Man, I looked hot. Man, I look smoking. <laughs> Anyways. I became hyper-focused on what I put in my body, a.k.a. what I put into my brain. So when it comes to making your brain stronger, very much like you're lifting weights in the gym, what you're doing is that you're increasing the weight of your ideas, putting yourself in circles of people that are going to enlighten you, that are going to raise you up. You're going to evolve, and then when you become the smartest person in that circle, you get the fuck out and you find a new one. And that's how you grow your brain. You also grow your brain by just keeping the bad things out. Stop watching shitty TV. 
Stop worrying so much about binge-watching what's on Netflix and start focusing on what good books can you read. Ask your network that. Hey, I just finished a really amazing book and I'm looking for another one. Not I'm bored and I don't have anything to do. Can someone give me garbage to watch? Or news. Oh my God, the news. When I was on radio, I asked for just one hour. I wanted to call it No Blues News when I worked at a blues radio station because I thought it would be nice to have a reprieve from just the bullshit and nasty shit that's going on in the world every day. And yes, it happens. But I'm walking into my shift at 3 p.m. and the lead story is a baby that drowns in a pool. How does that serve me any? It serves me none. I want to make sure that the stuff that's going into my brain is, is good stuff that it's adding value, that I'm going to be able to use it to make me stronger. Those are the thoughts that I want to put into my brain. I want to be in control of the thoughts that, that go in there. I don't want to have negativity program me. If I'm going to have thoughts, I'm going to do my best to make them good ones. And that comes from the environment that I put myself and the information that I surround myself with. And you can decide to do the exact same thing. And you should if you want to step in to your greatest self. Am I saying I'm some kind of guru and I'm there already? Absolutely not. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress, but it's a start. I am not going to lose any weight if I continue to eat really poorly and I don't think about having a salad every once in a while or if I've never really exercised and I don't take that first step outside of my house and try to get a couple of steps in. You have to be realistic. You have to put in the work, but I'll tell you, it'll be worth it. Is it going to be hard? Well, that really comes down to your thought pattern, right? How do you want to think about it? Don't let the uglies creep in and tell you that it's something that's going to take forever. It's going to be hard. It's going to be long. It's not going to get any quicker. It's not going to get any easier by you telling yourself those things. And so now what I'm going to do is recommend a phenomenal book. And this is a book that I picked up many years ago. And a lot of personal development... And a lot of the way that we should be living our lives really comes down to common sense. But it's amazing how often we forget that common sense. And as entrepreneurs, if you're an entrepreneur or business owner listening to this podcast, sometimes we forget to relate to the new person in. Or there's a new entrepreneur and we kind of forget how important it would be just to have someone kind of come over and give us a high five, maybe offer a little bit of advice and support and maybe try to carry them along and help them grow opposed to try to stomp them out before maybe they become as big or bigger than you and take away from your business, come from a place of abundance opposed to scarcity. Well, this book that I'm reading is something that I didn't think I needed anymore. It's called You Can Be Happy No Matter What by Richard Carlson. He wrote don't sweat the small stuff. And I'm returning to, and I find that by reading this book, I'm returning to the side of me that I've neglected a little bit, that my thoughts have not been as good as they used to be, that my thought process used to be much stronger. And some of the simple things that I should be doing day to day needed correction. I just started developing really poor habits in my thinking, and this book got me back on track. You Can Be Happy No Matter What, Five Principles for Keeping Life in Perspective by Richard Carlson. And I strongly suggest that you pick it up no matter what level 
you're at in regards to your personal development, regardless whether you're in business or not. This is a book that everybody should read. And while I'm at it, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite books of all time. I'm not sure if I've talked about it on another podcast, but it is called How to Win Friends and Influence People. And that would be by the one, the only Dale Carnegie, which is a book written like a bazillion years ago. And it's amazing how the ethics of it, the lessons still hold true about building relationships, building genuine relationships, listening to what people have to say, and then being there to solve their problems. Not only is this a great business book, this is just a great guide to how a human being should live their life if they want the path of least resistance. And I could go on and on about this book and Probably even read a chapter and still have you here at the end because it's that compelling. But please pick up that book if you're looking to make a change in your life, as well as You Can Be Happy No Matter What by Richard Carlson. Thank you very much once again for listening to the podcast. You have no idea how much it means to me that you are here. I hope that you appreciate my transparency and the message that I have to share. And of course, a huge shout out to my sponsor, Sean at Gallant Media. And he is all about big city design at small town pricing. And you're not losing any quality. He does web slash graphic design, print and promotional products. And he's also an all round pretty awesome guy. So thank you, Sean, for everything that you do to help me succeed and being in my circle and feeding my brain good food and helping my thought process. J-Man saying, as always, you take care, be well, and love simply because you can.